Hello and welcome to the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, as always, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We cover the Denver Broncos for the Denver Post, and we are entering their fourth preseason game of the season, four of five, with that Hall of Fame game added in. And Ryan, we're headed to Los Angeles, and guess what? We don't get to see starters. No Joe Flacco, no no Philip Lindsay. What is it that we're looking forward to here? Well, L.A. <laughs> yes, I mean, definitely. Big Phil is going to have a nice dinner on Friday night. As one does. Uh, maybe have a nice breakfast, and <laughs> a nice lunch. But it's one of those things you got to go. Um, Vic's decision. Uh, I, I looked at the roster during practice on Thursday, and I counted 58 guys that are going to play. Let's see how that number turns out. But I think twofold with Vic's decision. You know, I think, he, you know, the injury bug is bitten this team, not with the starters, but I think he knows, hey, it's been a long camp, not a lot of veteran days off. These guys played in two games. Let's wrap it up and get them ready for Oakland. So I think it makes sense from that perspective. They already had some work in. The Rams, they don't play any of their guys ever. To me, that means you're sort of looking at some injuries early in the season, maybe a slow start. So I think Vic, this is obviously a calculated decision by Fangio, who says, hey, got your work in. We have to see some other guys to see who makes this team. So evaluation tool with two games over the next six days. So not surprising when he opened that door. I thought before yesterday's, before two Wednesday's press conference, I thought, okay, maybe they'll give him a quarter. But he pretty much closed the door on that. Well, looking at Thursday's practice, 13 guys, not full participants, not every single one of those players injured, but really a sign, I think, of kind of where they're trying to manage guys, where players are at health-wise. Uh, and one of them, Ryan, being Drew Locke. Uh, we'd be remiss maybe not to start some of this conversation with Locke. Um, as probably you know as a listener of the pod, a sprained right thumb is going to be out into the regular season. The exact timetable pretty wishy-washy at this point. We'll see if we get more clarity moving forward. But Ryan, how big of a blow is this to Locke's development, I guess is the first thing we should ask. And then moving forward, what sort of bind does it put the Broncos in in terms of looking at this 53-man roster and when they expect Locke back and when they really maybe need him to be back? All right. Um, it is a you know It is a blow for Locke because this is a guy who needs to play. More importantly, he needs to practice. I'll segue that fact into the next point about IR. If you place him on injury reserve, he cannot practice, even if he's healthy after six, seven weeks. I think that goes into their thinking that uh, any rep is a good rep. And if he's on the roster, if things go south, you can start him the last couple of games. That's what we sort of expect to happen. Um, so I think for his development, I think it makes sense to keep him on the 53-man roster initially. If you want to put him on IR, that gives you the option of bringing him back. I would not do that either. I'd stash him as the third quarterback. Timetable. Uh, they've been non-committal about that. It's a serious injury. He would have been better off just breaking a bone in his thumb, just like people, you know, about ankles. You know, the surgeon I talked to said since it's not – since they're not having an operation, that means there's still some stability there. It's not a complete tear of the ligament, um, but you know the, the thumb is the thumb is uh, you know the the big thumb captain. This quote Seinfeld for the big toe captain, but you need that thumb to grip the football. I thought Drew on the podium on Thursday. Uh, I think one of the a couple a couple points where you know he uses the virtual reality. People were. Easy, easy to fawn over that. That yeah. technology has been used for a very long time. Yeah. Um, then you know he said, "Hey, I'm not going to change the way I play." Well, I think they'll probably school him up a little bit, saying, "Hey, 
live the fight another down, throw it away earlier before you get tripped up and you, you know, put yourself at risk, which is what happened. And, you know, you mentioned we had a chance to talk to Locke on Thursday. I appreciated the Broncos trotting out all of their quarterbacks before this game, being just a chance to really kind of gauge all of these guys. And we might as well talk about Kevin Hogan because sure. he's going to start. Uh, in this game against the Rams, albeit against the the backups. But for a guy like him, all of a sudden you go from, boy, uh, am I going to be on this roster? Drew Locke is up and coming. He's taking all of my snaps from practice to, oh, boy, I am the solidified number two for sure with Brett Rippon well behind not getting many reps at all. This is another huge showcase for Hogan, if not for the Broncos, maybe for someone else, because at this point, I don't think we can say for sure that he's going to be the backup, even if he performs well the, the rest of the way, right? Well, I think he'll start the season as a backup if he plays moderately well over the next two weeks, because let's say you keep Locke on the 53, you're probably not going to keep Rippon. Um you hope Brett clears waivers, stick him on the practice squad, use him as a developmental guy. Uh, Kevin Hogan was done. Drew Locke was on his way to win that number two job, which gives you, and I thought Kevin Hogan going into camp was number two or number none. So he's got to take advantage of this, make sure he's on that week one roster from a financial standpoint. And you know, I think Vic probably likes him more than the fan base. So you know, he can make some plays, make something out of nothing. I think there is a little bit of a trust factor there. I think uh, at this point I think they'd feel better about Kevin Hogan being one snap away than Brett Rippon. I mean, their 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 approach with Rippon was crystal clear: don't play him and don't show him. Well, now you got to play him, and you know both those guys got to be ready for two games here coming up because you're not going to see Flacco. So, a big chance for Hogan, big chance for Rippon. When you look at, oh, so I would have started Rippon. You would start ripping. Okay, that ripping. makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, let's sort of also just kind of jump back to the the broader decision to not play your starters in this game. Uh, we mentioned these guys being beat up, but I wanted to also get your take on the fact that the depth on this team was not impressive on Monday night. Uh, you wrote about it in your game story and analyzed some of the issues, offensive and defensively, but. What are some of maybe the things that you want to see improve from this depth unit, just from from across the board, offense and defense? And I think that I think that plays in the Vic's decision. He's got to see he's got to see who this team can keep, and who they got to move on from. That includes safety depth, after Will Parks being the number three guy, inside linebacker, defensive line. They're pretty good shape. Who's going to be your seventh, eighth, ninth offensive lineman? That's up that's up in the air. And then the return game is a complete bleep show right now. And, you know, you start looking at, you know, you start looking at, okay, how many guys on the uh, 53 for week one aren't here yet? I'd probably say three or four because they don't want to claim six or seven guys because that really taxed the coaching staff who's trying to get ready for a game and also trying to get these guys schooled up. But if they don't do well in special teams against the Rams, that's a tee up for Vic to see what he says. You know, he hinted starters on special teams. That wouldn't happen in Tolkien. It's definitely not going to happen against the Rams. But I think that's the benefit, and I played into his decision to wrap this one up. Got to see who can be a part of this team. So play him a lot. And just to sort of preview something I'll be working on this week, Ryan, I'll be having a keen eye on Austin Schlotman, right? He's a reserve offensive lineman. Uh, he's played second-team centers, uh, first-team right guard in this game Monday night against the 49ers, uh, a guy who can really kind of be a swing player for them, the Broncos think, especially if Ron Leary is not back at full health. And maybe this is a good time to, to talk about Ron specifically because that's a, a huge storyline for this team, yeah. right? This is a guy making a lot of money who has not been healthy consistently 
consistently for gosh four or five years looking at his, his NFL career I think I look yeah. back at his sports Since reference page yeah. yeah so it's it's sort of putting the Broncos in a decision a point here where they got to build depth behind him because Ron Leary hasn't proved that he can you know play let alone a season a game at this yeah. point yeah I mean he's gonna go I mean it's up in the air for week one right now part of it is like do you move on from him uh but you know they feel like he is one he is a good player but here's the thing with Leary even if he is ready for week one sure as hell doesn't guarantee he's gonna be ready for week two so they gotta be able to if it's Schlotman if it's Don Barkley is it moving Eli Wilkinson back to guard where he practiced this week twice so they're they're the fact that they move Wilkinson inside for practice twice that shows you they got some concerns because you know they just don't know and you know you you're going to write about Schlotman. He can play guard and center. Barkley's just a guard. Wilkinson play guard and tackle. Okay, that's that's your sixth, seventh, and eighth lineman. Maybe you keep one more, but uh, you know you hope that from the Broncos they probably hope the depth isn't tested. Well, that's going to be because right now Juwan James he's missed time a, a bunch in his career too. So uh, they gonna they better have a right tackle ready to go in Wilkinson, and they got to be they got to be able to figure out right guard or center because Connor McGovern can play both too. So Saturday night in LA, it's going to lack the star power still has a significance, some important storylines to follow uh, a lot of things that will be developing with those second and third teamers. So be sure to follow my coverage and Ryan's coverage. will be out there in LA for the weekend, checking out the Broncos and a little bit of the city as well, of course. So if you guys got some recommendations for things that we should go or see, uh, hit us up on Twitter and those mentions. But on that note, we will sign off for the first orange pod. We appreciate you guys listening uh, as always be sure to subscribe to our digital product and get all of our news and analysis. Uh, delivered right to your inbox or get the actual print product delivered to your door tons of sunday coupons definitely worth it check it out so we appreciate you guys listening and we will see